Hey, it's the Dogcast number 257. The Liberty Bowl pregame show. Dogs versus Golden Knights. 3.30, New Year's Eve, ESPN. Fans, it's the Dogcast episode number 257. This is the Liberty Bowl pregame show coming to you live from the bunker. We are not in Memphis. We are 60 feet below the surface of the Sanford Stadium, the hallowed Sanford Stadium turf. It uh, it's, it's pretty chilly down here these days, old dog. Uh, you got enough blankets on over there, Grandpa? Barely, but but I'm here sitting here in my snuggie with with the big G on the back. So yeah. I'm a happy man. You got your officially collegiate licensed snuggie on that you got from Santa, and <laughs> and you're you're ready to rock and roll, huh? Absolutely. It's it's time for some exciting college football. You know we're in the thick of the bowl game season. Maryland won their last game with Ralph Frigian as head coach. Georgia Tech lost again. A fine you, fine you Georgia Tech tradition. That. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, PJ hasn't won a bowl since he since he's been there. Uh, the the nerds are zero and six in their last six bowl games. But he's their guy. Oh, he he's the man. They're excited about the future. I mean, forget for a second that they went one and five in their last six games, and he hasn't won a bowl game yet. Um, and then and he got got beat by losing, Air Force. <laughs> and this is their first losing season like twenty years or so. Yes, yes. But the program is headed in the right direction. Couldn't be on more solid footing. They have the, sm- right. they have the smartest man in college football running that thing down there. Spinning clockwise right around the bowl. Around the bowl and down the hole. So, yeah, yeah the uh, Tech lost. Um, Maryland won. You know, I mean, not a whole lot of memorable performances in the bowl game so far. No, and right now the, the Zucker is up. Zucker winning 24 to 7. Yeah, as you can tell, you can tell exactly when we're recording this show. How about Maryland putting up 51 against East Carolina today? Gotta love that. And the Zucker, the fighting Zuckers leading midway through the third, 24 to 7 over the Baylor Bears. Anyway. You can tell we don't have much to talk about here in the bunker these days. No. So it's let we got we do have a lot of things to talk about though. We've we've got some things to talk about. Your Bulldogs are a six point favorite in the Liberty Bowl, which kicks off at uh three thirty, right? Three thirty on the uh, Yeah, Friday? and if I were gonna watch it on TV, what network is carrying the Liberty Bowl? Do you uh, know? I, I I'm assuming it's ESPN. I haven't even looked. At, I haven't even looked that far out. Uh, and mean, is is ESPN with a number on it, or it, you no? Think it, we're it's making the biggie. It's regular ESPN. I can confirm that it's regular ESPN or ESPN three. If you are somewhere where there's not a cable TV. Gotcha. Three thirty kickoff, and we are the unranked team playing against a ranked number twenty five UCF. Who has played two, count them, two BCS conference schools this year, and they've lost to both of them. 
Kind of like us. Hey, don't worry about that, though. <laughs> don't worry about that. Uh, this UCF team is dangerous. I've got lots of reasons to tell you why they're so dangerous. Even though they played two BCS schools this year, NC State and Kansas State, and lost to both of them, you know, don't let that bother you. They are a dangerous team with a dangerous quarterback, a dual threat old dog, Jeff Godfrey. Your average uh, ball-handling type quarterback, uh, mobile Agile and hostile. The kid can throw. He can run. Uh, we've got a huge... And we're going to need a huge effort out of guys like Christian Robinson and Akeem Dent. This is going to be a... Uh, it's up, it's, going to, it's always up to the linebackers to stop these dual-threat quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, we're, we need to step up. This should be... Well, I mean, I'll, I'll keep my prediction for the for later on in the show, but, uh, I mean, for God's sakes, we got to beat Central Florida. <laughs> I mean, I think that qualifies as a directional school, does it not? I, I think it does, yes. You know, even though Central's not really a direction, they do qualify as a directional school. Yeah, but it is like a location. Yes. Yes. I mean, you know, come on. It's the conference. They're Conference USA. And and don't give me this crap. I mean, I know, you know, for the past few years they've been pitting the Conference USA champion versus a middle, you know, a, an average SEC team and the games have been getting closer and closer. The last SEC team to play in this bowl against the, the Conference USA champion only won by 3. A lot of people are predicting a really close game. A lot of people said it's going to be a one-point game, old dog. People whose opinion I respect. And I'm going to keep my prediction a little bit under wraps as well until the end of the show. But we do have um, Central Florida coming in here. They have a great – I mean, they're a pretty good running team. They're pretty good running the ball, and they're also pretty good against the run, old dog. That seems well, to, that, that's well, their that special. Well, that right into our hands since we have no running game at all. I know. The joke's <laughs> on them. We're not even going to try to run. Don't worry about it. As you probably already know, too, dog fans, Caleb King uh, is going to miss yet another football game for yet another stupid mistake. Uh, missing meetings, uh, you know, his driver's license is suspended. Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows yeah. what's going on? on in Caleb King's mind, but it ain't, it's not the University of Georgia football program. Well, you know, and I mean, what, two, three years ago, we hung the dumbass tag on him. Yes. Uh, We were called down for it. Is there anybody out there that still is on the Caleb King bandwagon? I mean, this kid has been a waste of a scholarship. Yeah, I mean, he's had a few flashes of average competence in his career, but uh, I wouldn't say that he, I mean, he certainly has not lived up to the, you know, the uh, downtown Atlanta hype that he had coming out of high school. Right. My only hope is he will turn pro. Yeah, and I, I do think his days at Georgia are... Are, are growing, I hope they're done. They're growing short. I'm telling you, they're growing short. So Caleb King is going to miss, along with a couple other guys, uh, um, a couple other guys who were not starters, not accepted to play anyway. But um, Caleb King uh, is going to miss the bowl game, which is going to, of course, put more, uh, more, you know, pressure on Washon Ely to to tote the rock. You've also got Sean Chappas out with a season-ending injury, which is why guys like Munzenmeyer and Figgins are getting more snaps at fullback. Old Dog, are we going to be able to muster any sort of running game against UCS run defense? No. Mm. Okay. No, I mean, and moving we have, on. 
we well, haven't <laughs> been able to muster a running game against anyone this year. Yeah. So why would this be any different? I would like to think it was because, as our listeners know, there's there's nothing that the old dog likes better than a running game. Which is why this has been the season of old dogs discontent. No it doubt is. About it. I mean, it's just it's just been dismal. The good news is UCF not so good against the pass, and as you may or may not have heard, we got this guy who's pretty good at slinging the rock, uh, Aaron Murray. Pretty good quarterback with a couple of pretty good receivers. Uh, got this guy, A.J. Green. Um, we've got a tight end you may have heard of named Orson Charles. Uh, Tavares King, Chris Durham. I expect this is going to be the A.J. Green, Orson Charles, Chris Durham, Tavares King show this on Friday night. That's what afternoon. I'm expecting. Oh yeah, afternoon. Sorry, sorry. I, I know yeah, we don't. We're, we're not we're, worthy we're, of a not, night. Yeah, game. hell, I, it's been a long time <laughs> since I thought about prime time football. You're right. We're not exactly prime time right now, but uh, I do think that Aaron Murray is going to get his two passing TDs. I think he is going to set an all-time Georgia quarterback record for touchdown passes in a season and touchdowns scored. Period. Um, he's going to break. He, as a freshman, he's going to break all-time records set by DJ Shockley and Matthew Stafford that they said is upperclassmen. Um, he is uh, a real deal. I'm telling you what, he's, he's fantastic. He is, and along those lines is I don't, and, and this goes out to the coaching staff, because Aaron Murray is going to be eligible since he's a redshirt. He's going to be eligible for the NFL draft at the end of next year. Yes, Less kind of prepare for the fact that he's probably going to go. And less have somebody ready to step in and play the quarterback position. Christian LeMay, he's already on campus, dude. Yeah, I mean, let, let's not go through another Joe Three Sticks or, or a Cox situation like we have before. Yes, I agree I with mean, that. I mean, let's get these guys in line. Let's get ready to go. And let's get them Be- some time. You got Hudson Mason and you got Christian LeMay. Uh, ready to go. Uh, we we should be really good with Christian Lemay. I mean, I'm hoping if he's if he's the player everybody says he is, Christian Lemay is the, he's the quarterback of the future. Yeah, and like, he's already on campus. The next Herschel Walker. Oh, come on now, easy. Oh, oh did, did easy, I say that? easy, big fella. Holy now, holy now. Okay, again so, is again is a very wise man on this show has said repeatedly. Let me see what you do on the field before I start giving you a whole lot of props. Yeah, until your ass, as as people on this show have said, until your ass scores a touchdown between the hedges against an SEC team, you ain't done nothing for me, friend. Exactly. So uh, let's see what you can do. So Aaron Murray looking to break a bunch of records. He needs uh, two passing touchdowns or, uh, you know, he, he needs two touchdowns any way he can get them, preferably passing touchdowns, to break some really big-time Georgia records as a freshman. Old Dog, did you know that uh, uh, Phil still has christened this Liberty Bowl as the largest mismatch in schedule strength of any of the bowl games? In other words, we play – I mean, th- there's a larger gap between our strength of opponents this year and UCF's strength of opponents than the gap between any other schools playing in any other bowl game this year. I I did not know that, but – and, and I like, I think Phil Steele does great analysis 
on stuff, and he's usually a lot better off even coming into the season than most of the other prognosticators are. But I'm going to tell you, this is going to be Hawaii all over again. Really? See, I'm glad you said that because I, uh, listeners, for those of you, me and Old Dog have not talked. We have not talked about what our predictions are for this game. And we're going to talk about that more, but I, I like where you're going with this Hawaii analogy, old dog. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's just that's that's uh, I'm in. I'm, you know, have you seen the predictions though? The one point win, the yeah. six point. You know, Vegas has got us at six. Uh, T. Kyle King has got us at one point. Um, a lot of people are saying it's going to be a close game. Well, you know, I mean. A lot of people, a lot of people thought last night that Philadelphia was going to win by two touchdowns. That's true. And we saw what happened there. I mean, you know, we need to get real. We're an SEC conference school. We have 200 years of football history. Central Florida has 20, maybe. Central Florida's going for their first bowl win ever. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, we have, we we supposedly have some of the the finest athletes in the U.S. playing for us. You know who knows what Central Florida gets. Nobody even you can't name other than the quarterback. You can't name one player on their team. Right, and you know they're famous for having a coach that <laughs> that misrepresented himself on a resume. Let's just call him a liar. I mean, that, that, well, bottom line, okay. he's a liar. Um, he's a liar and he's a washout. He's three and five against the dogs when he was running the nerd herd. And, um, yeah, I, I agree. I know what you're, I, I'm feeling. You know, and, and this game is going to be a blowout. Wow. Yeah, there it is. There it is, dog fans. And I got to tell you, I think so. I, I don't know the definition of blowout. I mean, are you, what's, what's 20, the, 20 points. You say we win by 20. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's not it's not even going to be a contest because I'll tell you right now they don't even deserve to be on the same field as us. Well, hey, hey, I hey, mean, hey. When you're when you're in a conference where your conference champion goes to the Liberty Bowl, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, look at on, it. their their conference champion goes to Liberty Bowl, the SEC's dregs, a 6 and 6 team. Go to the Liberty Bowl. Listen, listen, old dog. These guys beat the hell out of South Dakota and Buffalo. They beat Rice like a drum, okay? They, I mean, come on. Man, I don't know. I, you know. I mean, I, I tell you what. If we don't, if I were, if I were a Georgia football player, if I put on the jersey, if I put on the red helmet with the G on there, if I, did not beat this team by 20 points, I would I would fall on my sword like a Japanese samurai would. <laughs> because I'm telling you what, if this game is if this game is close, it is an absolute disgrace to Georgia football history. Uh, I think I, I I I cannot disagree with that. I really can't. I mean, these guys played Southern Methodist. They played Memphis. They hung 61 points on Tulane. But, I mean, you know, they played Houston. Houston, did you see Houston? Uh, where did I see Houston footage? Did Houston play in a bowl uh, just a couple of days ago? What, what am I? I saw some footage of Houston. 
um, where their where their defensive backs were running into each other, their defensive backs were running into each other in the end zone, like knocking themselves out. You know, I mean, I, I you know, it, I know it'd be funny saying. if we hadn't seen that kind of stuff before. I know, but. I know. Okay, so yeah, I do think you're right. I think it's. I think we win. I think we cover the spread by two. I think we're going to win by at least. I say, I say we win by two touchdowns. At least. Easily. And I'm not going to be real happy if it's only two touchdowns. No. And, and I hope that, I hope that Coach Rick has taken enough shit to where he's got it under his crawl where he just wants to go out and just beat somebody bad. I mean, hopefully he's taken enough whipping. Hopefully Todd Grantham has taken enough whipping. Hopefully Mike Bobo has taken enough to where they're just going to say, just go out and destroy these guys because they don't belong on the same field we do. And hopefully that may help us in recruiting because the Lord knows we need it. Lord knows we need Isaiah Crowell. That's what we need. But anyway. We do, and, and, and from what I hear is we need some guy. We, we need like a block. I tell you what, it sounds like what we need in the middle to play nose guard is Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> no, we need that guy. Um, gosh, his name escapes me. It's the you know uh, the guy. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. That's not good. I hope he's not listening to the show. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we need a big nose tackle and a great running back. If we, I'm telling you, Jabba could Jabba could stuff the run. John Jenkins. John Jenkins is the guy we need. Six four. 340-pound nose tackle. That's the guy we need. We need John Jenkins and Isaiah Crowell. Okay, so anyway, back to the show. We're gonna beat. We're gonna beat UCF to death. We're gonna beat. We're to gonna death. beat them like a drum. <laughs> that's that's pretty much all you need to know. Our seniors, yeah. our seniors are gonna go undefeated. We're gonna. Our senior class is looking to stay undefeated in bowls, old dog. I think that's a worthy goal. I really do. I know that I'm not excited about the Liberty Bowl either, but look, yeah. a senior class I mean, going out without a single your, bowl when loss. When one of your bowl wins is the damn Poulon Weed Eater Bowl, <laughs> I mean, come on. Hey, listen, four bowl wins is four bowl wins, old dog. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's when, when bowls meant something, I, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. But when a 500 team goes to a bowl, you know. So here's the keys to the victory, dog fans. We need to stop them from running, which we should be able to do. And we need to turn, we need to unleash an, a, a storm of AJ Green and Orson Charles on these yeah. guys like they have never seen. I mean, Aaron Murray needs to throw over and under and around. We're just gonna, we're gonna, we should just run. We should just run and throw on these guys. I don't mean running game like Washon Ely. I mean Aaron Murray. He's going to run and throw, and it, it's going to. I think we've got a chance to destroy these guys. And Justin Houston needs to live in their backfield. Yeah, Justin Houston needs to eat this kid Godfrey alive. And Akeem Dent, Dent Robinson, and Houston. You guys need to eat this quarterback alive. And I tell you what, whether we get this guy you're talking about or not, I want to see a gathers at nose guard. You want to see it's somebody out of the jumpy gathers tree, right? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, let's go ahead and do it because you know, because what we've been doing ain't working. All right, I'm down with that. Um, and also, I tell you what, here's my message to you listeners out there, you you players, and you know who you are. 
I'm talking to you, Christian Robinson, and you, Ty Fricks. Guys, get in bed, okay? Is that, look, do I sound like too much of an old guy, old dog? Do I sound like a dad or something? These guys are Facebook posting. Now, I know you got team meetings that go late, but come on with the Facebooking at 2 a.m., you know? Get your butt in bed. Uh, you know, get some sleep, man. I want, I want some, I want some fire in the belly. I need these kids rested up. Golly. Uh, Christian Robinson goes to Texas Day Brazil, eats $120 worth of filet mignon, and then stays up till 2 a.m. in the morning. Get your butt in bed, boy. Get in bed. Get some sleep. Gosh. You're killing me. These guys are tweeting at 2 a.m. and then tweeting at 7 a.m. You know, I mean, I, look, I'm... Well, if you ate that much food, he probably had damn indigestion. Well, look, I know. I have, I'm a long ways from being a college student. I don't have the kind of uh, motor these kids have, but... Holy crap, man! Staying up till two and getting up at seven, and oh man, get get some sleep, get some rest, kids. You're not gonna miss anything. Just go to bed. I feel like I'm That's talking right. to my got, own kids. Just go to bed. You got next. You got next semester to party. Exactly. Go to bed. So anyway, uh, I'm excited about this game. A three thirty kickoff. Um, hey, on on the biggie, on the on the worldwide leader in sports, the worldwide leader, the the Uno, ESPN one. How about, mothership. how about let's talk about your boy Greg McGarity, best best AD in the conference. Let's talk about your yeah. Boy. I mean, how about that? I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep playing close to home, and damn if we don't sign a home and home with with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Well, you know, he says you got Greg McGarity comes out one day and says, look, there's no benefit to playing tough out of conference teams. You know, there's no benefit to playing tough out of conference teams. <laughs> Dollar bill. So, so we're gonna sign the Buckeyes, you know, because I mean, hell, who's who's less tough in the, you know, against an SEC opponent than the Buckeyes? I mean, so you've got uh, got you got uh, McGarity signing people like Texas, you know, uh, Tennessee Tech and UAB, and then right there in the midst of all that, a little Ohio State, you know, it's it's all about the same thing there, well, old dog. Well, we do we do need a breather, and nothing like you know some. Some hot top, black shoe wearing, just slow, slow <laughs> son of a gun. There's nothing like, nothing says bye week for an SEC team like Ohio State like Buckeyes. Ohio State. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a home home with the Buckeyes in 2020 and 2021. And uh, you know, the biggest question is going to be, will Terrell Pryor still be around to make his Heisman run then? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, is. If anybody has been more overhyped than Caleb King, it could be Terrell Pryor. <laughs> yeah, and and how about how about uh, you know Mister Upright uh, doing everything right by the book sweater vest Trestle, you know accepting this deal. You know that's not even this deal that where the NCAA, you know the the selective pick your games that you're gonna, you know just pick the games, pick the games that you're gonna pick that you're gonna um sit your guys down. Kind of like Steve Spurrier and Tommy Bowden. You're on suspension, but not today, not tomorrow. Suspension sometime in the future, you know. If you're even still here, how about why couldn't we put off AJ's suspension until next year? You know, I mean, hell, that would have been a great plan. You know, I mean, what I mean. You can't, and then the fact that the, the, the fact that NCAA comes out with their official response today, you know, claiming the notion that the NCAA is selective with its eligibility decisions and rules enforcement is a myth with no basis in fact. It's not a myth! 
Hell, you came out and said you're suspended, but not for this game. It's sometime in the future. You know, hell, Coach Rick, Coach Rick set AJ Green down in advance, in advance of the NCAA ruling of his of his probation or his suspension or whatever you want to call it. We set our guys down before the NCAA even rules on it. Trissel, by by comparison, you know, Mr. I do it by the book or whatever, gets his NCAA ruling, gets his suspension and says, you know what, we're going to do that next year. We got it because this game's really important. Hell, we've got fans who have bought tickets, you know, uh, this game's important. That's right, and we got a and we got a super dome to fill. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you what, the Sugar Bowl may never invite another Big Ten team if they didn't and, let these five guys play. Not to mention the fact that we're 0 and 13 against SEC schools in the damn in the in bowl games, and how much how damn what kind of damn chance would we have without them? We got less than a one in ten chance with these guys, but anyway. I'm up on my little uh, soapbox there about yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, just, it's it's just incredible. It's... And is there anyone out there that thinks if Auburn wasn't undefeated that Cam Newton would be playing? You know, if, if Auburn had like an eight and four year, you know, that guy would be on the bench. Yeah. You're right. I mean, it, it is a double standard. Let's just call it what it is, okay? It's a double standard. Ohio State's getting a pass to try and make them mildly competitive in this bowl game. That's the bottom line. So um, there you go. It is what it is. Uh, and also, in other Greg McGarity news, moving G-Day back a week. Moving G-Day back a week so it doesn't conflict with the Masters, old dog. How about that? He must have tickets. He must. Yeah, you bet your ass he has badges. <laughs> I mean, the Masters, man, sat, day three, the third day of the Masters on Saturday every year, that's damn near a state holiday, you know? Playing G-Day on that day never was a good idea, you know? No. I applaud McGarity's foresight. I think it's a great plan. I think it's a great move. It's a great plan. And I think he's continuing to solidify, you know, favor in the eyes of Georgia fans. I mean, that's just, that's a good move that makes everybody happy. It's a win-win. Why not do it, you know? Absolutely. And as long as he doesn't wear some gal's panties as a hat, he's going to be there for a long, long time. <laughs> Absolutely. So, dog fans, that's right. That, that's all you need to know about the Liberty Bowl and everything else coming out of Athens here lately. The dogs are going to win big. They're going to cover easily. And uh, Aaron Murray's going to break all the quarterback records that Georgia has to offer. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's probably going to have, he's probably going to throw for five touchdowns. Whew. Man, I, you, oh man, okay, I, I like it. I, I have nothing more to say about that. I'm, I'm gonna roll. And you on. know, and, and I tell you what, I tell you, know, I'm gonna pass this on to Mike Bobo because you know, obviously, our running backs get winded. We really can't. You know, we've got to have five or six of them out there and stuff. Man, let's just let's just end in the running game totally. Let's just go empty backfield and shotgun all the time. Dang, I, old dog. This is it. the new old dog right here, boy. I, I don't know and what uh, to make of this. You know, it, we don't need a fullback. We don't need a. We don't need any back. <laughs> All we need is a quarterback. So you're thinking maybe a two tight end set with uh, twins on either side. Just Absolutely, you want you want man. ten guys on the line of scrimmage. Just <laughs> let it rip, baby. Just let it rip. <laughs> I love it, old dog. I like it. I, I'm down with that. 
Um, all right, dog fans, that's going to wrap it up for our bowl coverage. It's been a crazy week. Uh, we had s- snow on Christmas in Athens. Are you kidding me? Uh, just a crazy, crazy week. We're going to wrap it up with a big bowl game victory in the Liberty Bowl against the UCF Golden Knights. Uh, and uh, that's that's about it. We'll be back next week with a post game show to wrap up and let you know everything you need to know about the game and talk about how it went. And um, we'll cover the rest of the BCS bowl games and uh, get you ready for spring ball and put this regrettable 2010 season behind us. Yeah. And and a lingering question. Uh, and I think I know the answer. But if you're a senior, can you sell your swag and not get suspended? Hmm. I think, well, yeah, hell, if you're a senior, if you've played your last game, you can sell anything you want. I mean, wow. hell, what, what are they going to susp- what are they going to take from you? What games are they going to take go. from you, you know? I mean, of course, we're not recommending that or anything, all the dog fans. Uh, we're certainly not recommending that, like selling your gold pants or anything like that, but hey. Um, Alright dog fans, thanks for listening. This has been show 257, your Liberty Bowl pregame show. You can give us a call at 706-363-0210 or you can email us at dogcast at gmail.com. We love the feedback. We love hearing from our fans and listeners. Uh, both groups because we have, we definitely have some fans and we have listeners who aren't fans old dog yeah um but but let us know i mean you know again we'll we'll do a show after the bowl probably after the bowl season hopefully auburn will be a a national champ uh and i mean i just even even though they played us dirty i still want to see auburn beat oregon and i don't think that game's going to be a contest either but uh you know we'll be back wrap up everything bowl and uh Hopefully, just look to the future, put this season behind us as some kind of just just bizarre aberration. Hopefully, get the players in that we need to move forward. And that's and that's really the name of the game at this point. So, dog fans, thanks for listening. We'll be back with you after the big bowl victory on New Year's Eve. Uh, let's get after it. Go, dogs.